Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. What's up? Greetings, Earthquake. Oh, what up, what up, what up? Man, Strings attached. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they're connected to our Salute. See you later. That's crazy what he did. He took I the military out before he took the civilian. Every morning and seeing the Lakers under his watch. his watch. What has he done about police reform in this country? Nothing. Greetings, Earthlings, and welcome to Unsolicited Genius. I am your curator, Carlton Ennis, and I am with Orlando's best magic trick, Mo Lofty. And on today's show, we will talk about America's birthday, the NIL, and the Belcher family. We hope to give you something to ponder. What up, what up, what up, Mo? What's going on, man? First of all, I am no trick. <laughs> <laughs> That's first and foremost, my friend. <laughs> Well, it's a magic trick, like ta-da, you know, not, nah, not no tricks, uh, no magic tricks, the, no tricks. Not the ones no. UGK talk about. So, uh, no, no offense intended. It's just your magic. I uh, had the number one draft pick. I don't know who he is, but you said you were happy with it. So, I just wanted to. Give I did you not say I was happy with it. That's not what I, I want. You said you was happy. Oh, it's not. It, I understand why they took him, but we. We are the worst shooting team, one of the worst shooting teams in the league. So I wanted to get somebody that could get us buckets from the perimeter. That's not his strength. He's not a shooter like that. I wanted mm. the, the Smith kid from Auburn because he's a shooter. We don't have shooting. He doesn't give us shooting. I don't feel like you can play in today's NBA without shooting. You have to be able to shoot the three. Well, I guess I misunderstood the commentary in the group message out. Uh, I thought you were happy with it, but I didn't even watch the draft. So, like I said, I don't know who he is. You and a lot of people, dog, are not aware of who these kids are because we don't watch college basketball like that anymore. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. All right. Well, before we get into um, what's on your mind and ultimately headliners, uh, we want to take a minute to give Craig a shout out. He had every intention of joining us today, but he had a family emergency that he had to tend to. So, a shout out to our boy Craig and play prayers with you and your family. All right. So it's been a little while since we got together. Um, I believe May 3rd or early May, something like that. Um, so uh, with all that time and all that's happened since we last got together, what's on your mind, Uncle Mo? Uh, I mean, what isn't on my mind? Um, you talk about anything you like, brother. We got the Supreme Court doing whatever they feel like doing. We got mass shootings. We got people's rights, uh, a whole gender's rights being uh, repealed. Um, I mean, it's like Ukraine has fallen into the background. We got so much going on in America. <laughs> yeah, that's, I thought about, you know, a, episode or two ago the question that i posed to you and craig is should we be worried 
And as I think about the state of America, there's a lot to be worried about here. And so I'm like, to be worried about Ukraine and Russia, it matters because clearly it's impacting us too. Uh, but we got a lot of stuff closer to home that is for sure concerning. So lead me into the headlines. Yesterday was 4th of July. And the question I ask is, did America deserve a birthday party? <laughs> I mean, we, I say we, because we are Americans. Um, we are. Yeah. America does deserve a birthday party, man. But see, that's the thing. People are like, it's like, you're not, like, I'm not into the 4th of July, you know, because never, I just know. Like, you've never been or just as no, you've I'm been. Into, like, I'm into the day off and shit. Like, hamburgers, <laughs> you know. Uh, but it's like a false sense of patriotism to me. It's like people feel like if I, if, if I go out and I put on the, uh, the American swim trunks with the flag and I got the hat and I got the glasses and I'm singing Born in the USA by Springsteen. You know, this 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 makes me a patriot. This makes me uh, patriotic. And I, I feel that's a false sense of patriotism. Um, you know, true patriots to me, Carlton, are the ones that stand up and call out the injustices in this country and are fighting, you know, to to make it a better place. That's true patriots. That that's the that's what this country was built on was a bunch of white people got tired of the king and him taxing them without representation and mercantilism and a bunch of other issues that they disagreed with. So what did they do? They protested. They rebelled. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, when the king attempted to squash the, these rebellions with violence, um, such as the Boston Massacre, that didn't stop them, you know, because they were determined to fight for what they felt is right. And nowadays, the, 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 the people that stand up to call out the injustices, the ones that I feel are true patriots, are crucified and are, you know, in a lot of ways are forced to sacrifice everything. Uh, but they still do it because they feel it, it, it is what's they feel it is just and they feel it is what what's right. And I have great respect for that. But, you know, that's my thing about the 4th of July, man. It's just like a false sense of patriotism um, for a bunch of people that that that'll tell you they love America so much. But if you ask them to kick in extra money for their taxpayer dollars to support less fortunate Americans, they're completely against that. So. Mm -hmm you know celebrate the fourth of july cool you know but it's whatever <laughs> this was the first year it felt weird um you know i ebb and flow with fireworks i haven't you know in the last 20 years i may have had done fireworks uh you know three four times yesterday was not one of those times but i think with everything that we see everything that we are fully aware of to date in this country, if not all that's just simply transpired in 2022, 
to celebrate, to pop fireworks, to yay independence, to Star Spangled Banner, it, God Bless America, it, all those other things. It just didn't feel right. Even wearing red, white, and blue, um, it, it, something felt wrong about it because we are in a dark, dark, and, and sickening place from where I sit. Um, Van Jones, uh, former CNN correspondent, I, I caught uh, something he said. He He's said not on CNN fight. anymore? I don't, well, I don't know. Let me let me not say that they move so fast. I haven't seen them on there in a minute. I thought it was gone, but um, we could fact check later. Um, but what I, I caught him saying they were he was doing him off, though. he was doing an interview. We need to fight cheap patriotism with deep patriotism, and that there's a difference between a founding dream and a founding reality. And for me, the the thing that has kind of come up the most in the last few weeks when we talk about patriotism, when we talk about America, at the end of the day, Native Americans were here first. And at the end of the day, it the country was built on the backs of Blacks. And so this, whether the, the powers that be and all the little entities of white supremacy believe it, this is our country as much, if not more than those people that don't want us here. And the fact that we seem to be going backwards on civil rights, on women's rights, on human rights, that's nothing to be celebrated. And as we'll talk about, for me, the Uvalde shooting encompass everything that is going wrong in our country today. The gun violence, the racial disparities, the uh, ineptitude of many of our police departments. But the thing that bothered me the most, and well, I won't say bothered me the most, but pissed me off the most because the shooting itself was all tragedy, is when our politicians have an opportunity to do something about it, about it. You have one side that sticks to the rhetoric about guns don't kill people, people kill people. And then you have another side that has all the resources available to them to do the quote unquote right thing. And they continue to perpetuate series upon series of ineptitude. And so yesterday to have the shootings yesterday and everything that was going on before yesterday, I was not in a celebratory mood. I barbecued and I took a picture. I ain't even posted because I felt like I'm just cooking for my family. This is this is a holiday dinner. I mean, you're, you're talking about the shooting at Duvalde. I mean, on America's birthday, what about the people that got laid out in the park in Chicago? Yeah, he lit off 70 shots, man. He lit off 70 shots. And 70 a seventh shots. person died today. A seventh person uh, died yeah, today. So that's seven in total. A seventh died today. You know, man, like, you know, since you just want to talk, um, that shit, I want, I want people to, to understand my point here. Buddy doesn't, des Buddy doesn't deserve to die at their hands. 
So they take this buddy in who lets off 70 fucking rounds and he kills seven people and they take him in without a scratch. I don't understand how unarmed black people just keep getting murked by the police, man. You, because Carlton, this, this argument of they need better training doesn't fucking fly with me. Like, because they're clearly trained to defuse these situations when they feel like it. Well, I agree with you, but then going back to Uvalde, the police for over an hour, that for almost two training. hours, did that not defuse the situation. That wasn't because they were cowards. Mm-hmm. That wasn't because of lack of training. They were a bunch of cowards. Mm-hmm. Civilians were were begging them to give them their guns so they could go in and do what they were weren't willing to do. The chief, the chief of police, talking about he didn't know he was in charge. You're the damn chief of police. How the hell don't you know you're in charge if you're on the scene? And lie after lie after lie comes out daily, exposing them for the frauds that they are. And and they refuse to cooperate with the investigation. The amount of lies that involve this, you know, Carlton, something goes beyond just what happened here in the shooting. Something is so fishy about this, about their ineptitude, their lack of response, their unwillingness uh, to go in, their their lies about what doors were open, who could access such doors. Um, and then people like Joe Biden go, we're going to, we're going to, come on now, like, I'd rather you call me a trick than tell me Joe <laughs> Biden, my boy. And then Joe Biden has the nerve to be like, we need to increase police budgets for what? For what? They have a ton of money. They're inept. Why would you increase police budgets? I'm not telling you to defund the police, but the, the, to reallocate the funds that the police get to put it into the community to, I don't know, do things for mental health services. Uh, to do things for education, to do things to ensure people are getting jobs. That feels like a better use of money than to, sorry, than to pay, than to increase the payroll for the Uvalde police so they could stand outside while children are getting massacred. Joe Biden, Joe Biden absolutely sucks. Like he, this is an embarrassment of a presidency. I, I'm already just horrified at the thought that the next choice I have for president is Joe Biden and Donald fucking Trump again. Like, it's a, it's a horrific feeling, Carlton. Like, it just makes my skin crawl. That's how much disdain I have for Joe Biden. Because Joe Biden is, I, I, I keep saying this, Joe Biden is not the man for this moment. He's not the man for any moment, though, Carlton. He's not the man for any moment. He's, he's about to throw everything to the Republicans. He, and then, and then, and then the, the Supreme Court rules to take away a woman's, a woman's right to have an abortion. And Joe Biden, Carlton, has the nerve to get out there. And you know what he says? He says, we need to get out there and vote harder. Aren't, didn't we vote to get you in office? How did you get in office? 
How did you get in office, Joe? And correct me if I'm wrong. We can't vote Supreme Court justices off, but you can pack the court, but you don't have the balls to do it. How are you going to tell us to vote harder to change the Supreme Court when you know that has nothing to do with voting? The only thing that could change the situation on the Supreme Court is you and the Democrats. Y'all can pack the court. Y'all refuse to do it. Yeah. To go back to my statement about worry, I think that the Supreme Court is as concerning as everything else because the veil is now down. Right. The thing that we've been hearing for years, if not decades, that they would potentially uh, revoke. We didn't know that they could necessarily revoke so many different things that come out about it. But they have now since revoked Roe versus Wade. And now Clarence Thomas, at least, and I'm sure the others are talking about other things that they have been wanting and plotting for in the space of contraception and basically human rights. And so if they are the law of the land and we see what they've done thus far, then we got a lot more time with this current Supreme Court. Um, I'm afraid that we, we are going to be in trouble. The Supreme Court has shifted, right? And the Supreme Court is doing those things that we know the, the far right have wanted to be done for a long time. And the thing that's concerning for me is that is, is the question of who is in charge of the Supreme Court? Who is the one that's going to push back and challenge? Because as you stated, the Democrats have the ability to stack the court, but they aren't doing it. They haven't taken advantage of what's available to them. And so from now until for the foreseeable future, this is going to be the dynamics that exist in the Supreme Court. Uh, I agree. I mean, they're, they're, they're making crazy rulings on gun laws, too. Like, you know, the abortion thing is not the only thing they're ruling on, man. Like, California tried to make a, a, a law that said uh, 18, like, you had to be 21 to buy an assault rifle. They said that was illegal. California wanted to make a law that said you can only buy an assault rifle, one assault rifle every six months. They said that was illegal. We, these, <laughs> these people are like, we're pro-life. We're pro-life. We're all about life. We're, we're, we're about, you know, the fetus, the fetus, the fetus. But Carlton, when the fetus gets here, they don't give a shit about the fetus. They don't want nope. no welfare for the fetus. Nope. They, don't, they, they don't do anything to make sure the fetus doesn't get shot when the fetus is attending school. Nope. Uh, they don't. They don't want any programs, uh, food stamp assistance, because they're like, those are my taxpayer dollars going to help these impoverished people. They should do better for themselves. Well, what if they didn't even want to have the kid? But now you've taken away that option from them. Foster but care is they, under-resourced. They're, they're pro-life. These people aren't pro-life, Carlton. This isn't, uh, you know, they, they paint this. They don't want to say it's a religious thing because, you know, there's, a, there's a, a separation of church and state, allegedly. But, you know, that's how they, they, that's how they stir up their voters about it. You know, they paint right. it as a religious thing. Yeah, yeah. But, Carlton, these people in power don't care about that shit. What this is about is supremacy. 
and power. And they need, like, Carlton, give me the numbers, please, because I know you have them on hand. What is the percentage of white women that have abortions versus the other races? In the United States, 33% white, 38% black, 21% Hispanic, 7% other. Okay, thanks. And, and I, you and I were talking about this the other day, and I, and I will continuously make this argument. They, they love the percentage thing as the statistic over the total actual number because 38% of black women getting an abortion is not, you know, is that more black women getting an abortion than white women? Total? No, that is not the, as as a percentage, there are fewer black people, black women, than white women, white people. So statistically, so you got total, the percentages, but then totality, you've got there's something more else. white people getting an abortion. There's more white women getting an abortion than than there's any other race getting an abortion in total, in total numbers, correct? Yes. This is about they don't want these poor white people to get abortions because mm -hmm. these poor white people come out and they give them their lower class. They also give them a voting block that continuously votes against their best interests and continuously votes to keep themselves down. The other part about this that, you know, they'll never speak about, which is absolutely true, is these poor kids, whether white or black or Hispanic end up becoming their soldiers later on. People and prisoners. Yes, people. They either become their soldiers or their prisoners. And 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 when you people that are well off don't send their kids to the military most of the time. They don't do that. They try to send them off to college so they could get a well-paying job so they could flourish in society. But. When you're poor and someone offers you $30,000 to sign up for Uncle Sam's military, you're like, hey, I don't got shit else going on. Why not? This isn't, this goes deeper than just, oh, they're doing this because of religion. This is about maintaining power. This is about keeping their military stock. If they could, Carlton, they would write in the bill only white people can't get abortions. We don't care about no nigger babies. We don't care about no Hispanic babies. Like they would put that shit in the yeah. bill if they could, yeah. if it didn't sound so crazy. But dog, well, you, know, you, you heard, you heard the, uh, I, I don't know her role or what she's running for, but she, the woman at the Trump rally uh, who thanked Donald Trump for protecting white life, for saving white life. Thank so, you. That. She let the cat out the bag. <laughs> he wasn't supposed to say that shit, but it's the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because protecting white life ensures their lower class, ensures their block of voters, ensures their military is stopped. They, you know, Clarence, Clarence, Clarence Thomas. Oh my God, Clarence Thomas. You know what Google should do? When you type in coon, Clarence Thomas's picture should just <laughs> pop up. And it should just keep repeating. They're talking about looking at things like same-sex marriage. Some people are worried that they might look at interracial marriage. You know why? Because mm -hmm. they- Look at contraception. Carlton, they can't stand to see a white 
and a black, a white person and a black person conceive a baby. Like this is, this is just, it's no different than, than, than the times our, our, our grandparents grew up. It's no different. Like, well, and Clarence, you know, you and I have had that debate. You and I have had that discussion, right? I, you know, on paper, in the day-to-day life, it is better than what my grandparents had, great-grandparents. We're not yes, being absolutely. immediately attacked by dogs. We're not being immediately attacked by, you know, fire hoses as we go about, about our day-to-day. But the risk to life and well-being and the ability to have equality when it comes to flourishing as individuals, as a family, all those things are, are at stake now. All those things that have been put to risk in some shape or form. Like we legit can't go to grocery stores, parades, uh, schools, and be confident that we're safe and be confident that the system is going to do what the system tells us it's supposed to do. We could talk about what it's, it's doing, what it's designed to do, it's doing what they intend. But those children that were killed, the people who were at the parade yesterday, the people who are, there was a 10 year old in Ohio that was raped. And so the people who need the most protection are no longer being protected by our government and its laws. I came across an interesting study that NPR did about the NRA and, you know, the lobbying, the power and all the debate that goes on. But basically, when the NRA started, it was intended to be a source for gun education, a source for gun safety, for responsible gun ownership. But in the 70s, there was a riff because there was one faction that felt like there should be more guns and that the faction who was about, you know, responsible ownership was participating with the government and creating too many restrictions. So however, the internal fight within the organization or the association went, the pro gunners won. And basically since the seventies, what the NRA is solely about is anything that loosens gun restrictions they are for anything that tightens gun restrictions gun laws they are against and any politician that does not side with them does so at the risk of his or her political career and so it's not about logic it's not about responsibility it's not even about the second amendment they want guns flowing in every aspect of our country, period, point blank. And the lawmakers who are supposed to be making the laws for our well-being have decided that they are, what's most important to them is their position and their power. And everything they say, everything they do will be in support of what the NRA tells them to support. And so when we, we on one hand, we say it's better, But at the end of the day, our ability to thrive in this country, especially in in current times, has been significantly inhibited and restricted. And it ain't safe no more, period. And that's not what America 
America's independence, the great United States is supposed to be about. Remember to the people that were pro-gun in, in, in the NRA were the, the owners of the gun companies. It, it's not about your political career. You could have a political career if you're against the NRA. There's plenty of people that are against the NRA that have a political career in Washington. It's just, if you want their money, you better be pro-gun. Like that's, that's the part of it. If you, and the NRA is paying, the NRA is paying because the gun manufacturers are paying the NRA to ensure that we have these gun laws. They don't change these gun laws. We just rinse and repeat. Like nothing changes uh, about these gun laws, Carlton, nothing at all. Um, change the subject real quick. Yes. You've been watching the hearings? The hearings, the Trump hearings? Yeah, the uh, the January 6th hearings. No, sir. You? Well, I, I've been, I've been high, I'm highly entertained. I've been, I haven't watched every single one, um, but <laughs> what I've been able to watch, it has been uh, uh, very intriguing. And it, it's almost like watching a movie unfold because the extremes at which Trump and his team went to perpetuate their farce found their way to still surprise me. Like we knew what we knew. We knew they were crazy. We knew all this stuff, right? We wow. saw all this stuff, right? You're but goofy the things for not that believing they, how the things that they brought out, the things that they have have highlighted in these hearings have been have been bananas. And and the, the question I asked why I haven't invested emotionally in them is what is the outcome from, them, right? Like this isn't and the the hearing committee isn't charging Trump. Their objective is to showcase, and I think they're doing a pretty good job of showcasing the events that led up to the attack on the Capitol. But what I wonder and hope to learn somewhere soon is what's the next step? Are there criminal charges? Will he be running for president again? Like what's what's the point of it all? You think you, know? you think you think the Democrats are about to <laughs> charge Trump with a crime and put him in handcuffs? Can I hope? Can I hope? Can I hope? Th that that's the reason why I'm not watching Carlton. Like anything with Trump is believable. Like Trump is a narcissist. He'll do anything to sustain power, anything to maintain power. That's nothing that he does uh, would surprise me. Um, but that's the that's the reason why I'm not watching. What is the point of this? Because you're not going to arrest Donald Trump. Because you know why? Even if they thought they had enough evidence to arrest Donald Trump, your boy, Joe Biden. Joe Biden will be like, oh, it's not good for the country. And we're trying to become unified as one country and blah, blah, blah. Um, this democracy, Carlton, this sham of a democracy, which it's always been a sham of a democracy. Uh, especially when you consider like that. Why does this democracy not just decided by the popular vote? Like, I don't understand. That part of it is baffling. 
the electoral. But you're the, you're the history expert. Why, 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 why isn't it? Yeah. Well, why do we have the electoral brief, college? Just a brief history on the electoral um, and its inception. When, when the Constitution was first proposed, the, the initial proposition was it was just by popular vote. Whoever got the most, Carlton and Mo run, Mo gets more votes than Carlton. Mo is the president, right? But right. the South had a problem with that. And the reason why the South had a problem with that is their state's populations tended, actually, their state's populations were larger than the North state's populations. But what were some of the, uh, the people in the South, Carlton? They were what? Black. Black. So a, a Southern gentleman decides to propose this instead. He proposes the electoral, and this is, this is where they get the Black people count as three-fifths of man. This is, this is where this comes from. He says, Black people, the Black people in the South, the men, not the women, because the women can't vote. Women couldn't so vote, right? They're like, he goes, the men will count as three-fifths of a man, and they will count towards the population of that state's voting. So Virginia, which has 10% less white men that can vote than Pittsburgh, for example, still has more votes than Pittsburgh because the black men are included in their population, even though the black men can't vote. So in this country's inception, even though the majority of the population of white men that could vote was up north, 32 of the 34 first years of American presidencies were, were, for, were a guy from Virginia because they had the most electorals because they had the most slaves. And they know this. this. They know this is why this system was enacted. And yet they still keep yeah. it. Mm -hmm. It makes mm -hmm. no sense. And you call this a democracy? Like, my internet is down. I apologize, y'all. I was trying to look up... Uh, something on nina turner's instagram page shout out to nina turner i love nina turner um but she she was listing something about the supreme court and and what presidents appointed them and how they don't reflect um uh, american values like clarence thomas his wife had something to do with this capital shit and he's a Supreme Court justice. And they're that talking about, they're talking about he, she didn't talk to him about this. Who believes that shit? Like, that's crazy. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, everybody's household operates different, and some married people really don't like each other. But I get your point. The other part, I guess, in our democracy that I take issue with is the Supreme Court, Carlton. Why do they get to be on there until the day that they die? It's weird. It's weird. That, it makes no sense. It makes it's no sense. I don't like, I don't know the history as to why that occurs. Um, I mean, you gave a great education on electoral college, so it's probably one of the things that we'd have to research, but that makes no sense. Let me ask this question, unrelated but related. Are you familiar? Are you familiar with Black Sit, the Black Exit, that movement that, that's floating about out there? I've heard about it. Any thoughts? 
because and, and the reason I, I ask need is to know I, more about it if you'd like to explain. Well, it, it's not it, the question is, do we stay or do we go? Right. Stay that's go that's really what it that's it. Right. So if we're Americans, we live in America is no longer supporting our ability to thrive in the way that we believe you have a, 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 a population, a community of black people that are trying to find those other places where race isn't the the driver the driver of how your isn't the driver of how well you succeed in that that country in that area and so you know a lot of stuff come up some places in Europe Portugal a lot of stuff in the islands Panama uh, uh, Costa Rica but as much as you know I get frustrated with what my experience can be or our experience can be. I also have this, I don't want to be forced out. I, I, I said earlier, this country is as much ours, if not more ours, than Black people as it is anybody else's. So why do we have to leave? Why can't we get the legal, the powers that be, using the resources available to create the shift so that this can actually be a land for the free? So, you know, that's what, Blacks it is predicated on, but I'm just on the fence kind of watching as things unfold because I don't have a definitive answer nor destination should it reach that point where I don't want to be here anymore. You going to Costa Rica, Panama? I'll visit. You know, I had a great time no, in Cuba. You go and live there? I mean, you know, you find your spot. You find everybody got satellite now, so we still get to watch the NFL, and that's the main thing, you know. Watching well, the movies, is, everything. The NFL, has a, the NFL has a lot of black players. Are they coming with us to Costa Rica or Panama, or are they staying no, back it. so we can watch them on satellite for entertainment? <laughs> Valid question. I don't know. This I man, don't know what like, the league is talking about. This, like you know, Marcus Garvey returned to Africa, you know. Nas and Belly was talking about going back to the motherland. A lot of people going back there. This, 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 like, like you said earlier, man, this is our country. I'll keep striving to make this place a better place because the place is still giving me a lot of good experiences. You know, I wouldn't know you if it wasn't for America. Like our people came here for a reason for, for us, really. They came here for us. God's plan. Yeah. Yeah. That's how we know each other. Um, you know, through, through perseverance, you know, black people are so resourceful. So, so resilient, uh, even in a place like this, where everything feels like it's stacked against you, you see how many black people come through this and become so successful. So, you know, making money and getting educated and all, all of this. And America is a place where even if you're color, if you learn how to game the system, you can manipulate it to your advantage. You know, with all that said, I just don't see myself living anywhere else, man. Like, I just want this place to be a better place. Um, I try to do my part with my job and uh, the children I educate. I try to, you know, do my part as a father raising my son. I want this place to get better. And, and Carlton, you know, 
people want to say go back to Africa. Africa's corrupt as shit too. Black people in Africa <laughs> yeah. getting screwed over by black people that are in charge. Like, yeah. I, I look around Carlton a lot and I'm like, where is it good for black people? Like, where is it good? Like, it's just, where's it good, man? Like, well, 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 well what we can do is make that a homework assignment. Uh, I, they, you know, I'm in this group on Facebook, Blacksit, and, and it's a lot of dialogue, no definitive answers. Everybody kind of speaks to their uh, experience. A lot of people who found good lives, lives living in Europe are still finding racism. You know, in one article or one post I read talked about um, that the that white supreme supremacy mindset started there it, it translated over here but it started there so it's also <laughs> entrenched there as well that's, so it's an obvious and then, fact and then you talk about africa you know there's there's a lot of stuff that ain't quite right out there so you know i don't know i don't know if it is and that you know to don't, your point you know we're here for a reason the original americans ain't nothing but a bunch of european immigrants man Right. All they are. Right. Right. But to your point, we're here for a reason. So we got to make it do what it do. All right. On that, we'll take a break and be right back. I was born a legend. I'm a die legend. Yeah. I was born a legend. I'm a die legend. Yeah. I was born a legend. I'm a die legend. Let's go. I was born a legend. I'm a die legend. 